Welcome to this Thorax podcast. For those who've been following these podcasts already, we've changed the format a little. Uh, from now on, and in these podcasts, we'll be talking to the authors of some of the more interesting research papers that appear in the journal. I'm Paul Cullinan. I'm Professor of Occupational and Environmental Medicine at Imperial College in London and a deputy editor of, of the journal. Uh, today, I'm delighted to be joined by Bart Bernardineda and Tim Navrot, who are here to talk about their paper, The Impact of Traffic Air Pollution on Bronchiolitis Obliterans Syndrome and Mortality After Lung Transplantation. Bart is from the University Hospital in Leuven uh, and uh, Tim from Hasselt University, both in Belgium. I must say we were delighted to receive this paper uh, for submission and uh, it's a great honor for us to, to be uh, printing it. I think you'll find it very interesting. Uh, and thank you, Bart and Tim, for joining us today. If you want to read the paper in full, um, it's available online at thorax.bmj.com. Bart, I wondered if I, I can start with you, and, and if you could just give us a, a very brief two-minute outline of what the paper's about uh, and what the main messages are. Yeah, we all know that the uh, air pollution has an impact on, on especially people, patients with a, a heart or lung disease, and well, then we would expect also that lung transplant patients would be successful, certainly if we know that lung transplantation patients have a survival of 50%, which is far more or less than other solid organs like the heart or the lung, which have a survival of more than 70% after five year, years. So we thought, yeah, we should investigate the effect of air pollution on the outcome of lung transplantation being chronic rejection and uh, survival. And that's the start of, of this project. And for this study, we, we collaborated with the the group of Tim Navrot, who specialized in looking at air pollution. And this was the start of the, of the project. And we have put all our data of our lung transplant patients, which have a routine follow-up, together with the expertise of the air pollution group, and observed that uh, living close to a major road majorly affects the, the outcome of the lung transplant patients. In an adverse manner. Yeah, yeah. The closer you live, the the more you can develop a chronic rejection or the, the faster you can, can die of chronic rejection. And if you live close than 171 meter, your risk doubles even. Now, this is going to surprise a lot of people, and uh, I know you've had trouble persuading people that it could be true. Maybe you could just take us through in a little more detail the approach you used, the patients you selected, how you how you measured their exposure and how you put the two together. So what we first did was we included every patient in our lung transplant center, but the ones transplanted before uh, 97 were excluded because data were lacking and it was more difficult to have also the air pollution data. And then all patients who, who were well in follow-up were used in, in, in the study. And for all those patients, we have a routine follow-up with all clinical data, but also inflammatory markers like like systemic inflammation we had this crp and for the the lung inflammation we, we have performed routinely bronchial alveolar lavage including measurement of uh, ball neutrophilia of il8 il6 with all those data we combined them with the air pollution data and they included the distance to a major road which is based on a 
a website system to measure the distance to a major road or a highway, and also on a system of networking of measuring the PM10 and then extrapolating the data. And putting those two measurements together led to, uh, to the analysis of this study. I think one of the most uh, striking findings you present is this very close dose-response relationship between distance from the home to the major road at, at 50 or 100 meter intervals. This, that's true. In the beginning when we wanted to do the study, everybody said lung transplant patients, they have so many severe complications like a HLA mismatch and acute rejection, uh, infections, and they said, yeah, you will there probably can be an effect of air pollution, but it will be that minor that yet the relevance is, is, is very small, but the results came out that the 25% from both chronic rejection and mortality are explained by this air pollution. So, Extraordinary finding. Um, the, the, the home you're considering, is the, the home at what point? At, at, the, at the time of transplant or, or the time after transplant? transplant? At the time you can transplant. question the saying, but yeah, the patient is not 100% at his home, and also somebody could have moved, but it can be for both groups. We investigated; it's not a, a, a huge fraction of of the uh, the population, but okay. it's still it can be it's still present. Sure. Now, lots of people, I think, reading this are going to say that proximity to a major road must be a measure of something else. There must be some serious confounding in here. Um, and I wondered what your comments on that would be. Okay. Some people believe that it might be a proxy for social economic class. Um, that might be true for some countries, but in, in general, our country is very densely populated. And there's not a clear association between social economic class and living close to a major road. Nevertheless, um, we have adjusted for this variable by including at an individual level indicators of social economic class. And we confirmed indeed that this did not alter our association. Um, other studies indicate that the yeah, proximity to a major road is uh, air pollution. Also, we we also included interpolated data on PM and uh, nitric dioxide, and did not confirm our association with these indicators. Uh, but we know also that close to traffic, the ultrafine particles are much more important than this uh, bigger fraction, and that might be an uh, explanation for this difference. Now, the, the major cutoff in your analysis uh, is something over 100 meters, isn't it? So that the risks are very yeah. high up to about, well, a few hundred meters, and then after yeah. that they drop off. Yeah. Yeah. Is it plausible that living, you know, two or 300 meters away from a busy road could produce an effect like this? No, if we look to the shape of the association, it's a drastic decrease uh, between 10 and 100 meters, and then it, it flattens off. So after 200 meters, there is still a significant increase, uh, but these uh, hazard rates are much uh, lower. Just to give some numbers, uh, less than living uh, within 50 meters of a major road almost doubles your risk if you compare this uh, with a reference of one kilometer. And if you do the same, but then 200 meters comparing with uh, one kilometer gives a risk increase of 34%. But perhaps you could expand a little bit on, on how plausible this is in a, in a biological sense. That was a nice part of the study that we could include all those data of the, the routine follow-up with the, with the bulk samples. And we could see that the neutrophilia 
associated with, with the air pollution. So the closer you live, uh, the more pollution there is and the higher the neutrophilia is. So this is also a mechanism that explains the link because we know that neutrophilia is one of the driving factors to develop chronic rejection after transplantation. And also systemic inflammation like the CRP was demonstrated to be involved. So this gives more trust on, on the, the findings that the mechanism is correct to the development of both. Now, one of the most striking messages is that about a quarter of transplant failures uh, in your in your series could be attributed to this uh, to living near a busy road, which is a very high figure. But what you should also know is that, that in Belgium we more see it as one city. Belgium is a so small uh, country with, with so many uh, cities, and everybody is living closer to a major road. If you would go to a much uh, bigger country, perhaps people are not living this close by average to a major road, and the effect would be. Uh, less pronounced. And that's something that we, we tend to, to investigate in the future. In, in, in other parts of the world, and presumably other people will want to be want to be following this themselves. Yeah. Do, do, do you have any, um, any, any message for transplant units or even for patients who, who, who've had lung transplants? Well, let me say it the other way around. Patients ask our uh, supervisors, what should we do? If I live 100 meters from my major road, should I move? We don't know what to answer. Those are the first findings, and they, of course they need to be confirmed. But saying you have to move and to do all this, this effort to move, and will this prevent you from developing chronic rejection, we cannot answer at the moment. But we've heard from all over the world uh, that people send an email, yeah, I have a patient, he did well for several years, he moved, and then suddenly uh, problems started, and it seemed that they moved to, to a more... Uh, uh, closer to a major road. Is this the only explanation? I think it's just the start of, of, of studying it, and it's clear that we have to study it more and then to look at it more closely, but to just already say uh, you have to move, perhaps it's a bit too far. I, I'm sure that's true, uh, but I'm sure it's not going to be very long before this message filtrates through to the transplant patient community as well. Is there anything else either of you want to add? There is still one thing. There's also a positive message because we have also investigated that the use of azithromycin protected from the mortality. There were some patients that were on azithromycin and if we corrected this for, for azithromycin use, we saw that the mortality decreased for 30%. So is this the option for the patients? It can be. Also, other anti-inflammatory medications can perhaps already be a, a solution. But nevertheless, we still need to take care of the, the air pollution. Uh, I think that's right. And I think it's fine. It's, it's, it's also important to remember that if you, if you understand the causes, then you can begin to think about preventing them. Bart and Tim, thank you very much. That's been very, uh, very interesting. You're welcome. You're welcome.